This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Monday, 5 June, in the year of our Lord, 2023. we got a lot of work to do this afternoon in the war room, so we're going to get down to it. Um, Congressman Andy, Andrew Clyde, the former Navy commander, CB officer, is going to join us in the second block and talk to us about efforts to make sure that the pistol brace uh, bill gets back on the calendar and gets to the floor. He's going to give us some breaking news here in a few minutes. But I want to make sure... Because this obviously the the most important uh, vote of the 118th Congress, that you understand how these losers got played. And I want to be very specific. They, they're giving high hosannas to themselves. This is the Sunday morning edition of the Washington Post. And this article on, of Brinks, Brinksmanship, bagels and a broker deal of Brinksmanship. It is so humiliating humiliating when you find out the full surrender and not just the cowardice uh, and the malfeasance of McHenry and Graves and McCarthy, but also their staffs. And let me be blunt, cowardice, incompetence, malfeasance. And we're going to hold them all accountable by name. Uh, I've got EJ Antoni and uh, Jeff Clark, and I want to walk through some of the details. EJ, first you, and, and this is a story that's been, I don't want, the organization is a tremendous um, uh, news site on the right that's working this story right now. But please, I want you to uh, tell me about the work requirements and the permitting, as far as you know, about just the pure flat incompetence that's in this bill, sir. Certainly. Well, well, Steve, what all of my sources on the Hill have have told me is this. What the McCarthy negotiators thought they were getting out of this deal is not at all what the Biden negotiators were putting in. In other words, they thought certain measures would do X and the Biden negotiators, on the other hand, knew they would do Y. So this started out essentially with incompetence. But where it became malfeasance was when other members of the House and their respective staffs went to McCarthy's staff and said, hold on a second. This is not going to do what you think it's going to do. In in the case of welfare reform, for example, it turns out that while there is a modest increase in work requirements for food stamps, for instance, uh, TANF, the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families program, what that essentially does is reduce the requirements that have to be met to be enrolled in that program. In other words, it makes it easier to get on welfare with this legislation, not harder. And so when that was brought to the attention of McCarthy's staff, instead of going back to the negotiating table and doing a mea culpa and saying, look, we, we messed this up and we're going to go back and fix it and get uh, get better concessions out of the Biden administration. Instead of doing that, 
They protested and said, no, 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 this isn't going to do what you think it's going to do. Everything's going to be fine. And they used that to actually get some Republican legislators to vote for this monstrosity. And the exact same thing happened with permitting reform, where this was essentially sold to the Republican caucus as something which would increase the amount of permitting. In other words, cut the red tape for things like coal, oil, and natural gas, clean, reliable domestic energy. But instead, what this is going to do is cut the red tape for green energy boondoggles like solar and wind, which are inefficient and not cost effective and predominantly benefit special interest groups and not the American people. And and once again, the same thing happened here. The McCarthy negotiators thought they were getting X. The Biden negotiators knew they were getting Y. And when that was all discovered, instead of going back to the negotiating table, McCarthy's staff tried to convince everyone else that it was all going to be fine. And we're going to see very clearly that it's not all fine. just want to go back and I want to go back to the because you, you had the negotiations. They were out negotiated because these professionals over at the White House and the, and the, the Hakeem Jeffries guys are killers. They knew what they were getting. The amateurs on our side got played. But even worse, once they were told by the staffs that worked this on the Hill, hey, you're getting played, what this says is not what you think. This is what's going to happen. Biden and these guys are smart and they're driving this. They, they even covered it up then. They refused to kind of you know, eat the embarrassment and go back and change it. And what we ended up with, and I want to be specific on Medicaid because they pushed Medicaid. There were going to be, you know, what Gates came into, this very, into the very war room and pushed a trillion dollars of work requirements that would be savings because people would bounce off the system instead of doing the, the work requirements. We were told it's going to be Medicaid. Then it ends up, it's some small thing on SNAP, but that the, the, technically when you read the fine print, 72,000 new people are going to be eligible for, um, for, uh, for uh, benefits every month. And Dusty Johnson was on TV going, oh, no, no, no. Well, that covers multiple categories and it's not going to be that much. I just want once again on the on the work requirements for uh, for basically SNAP or the food stamps. We got nothing out of Medicaid. There's no work requirements of Medicaid whatsoever. That was a lie that fell out because Biden, those guys say we're not going to do it. But on the work requirements on 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 the food, we're essentially adding was it 72,000 new bodies per month. Right. And Steve, the other thing I want to emphasize is even that the modest Uh, increases in work requirements that the Republican negotiators did manage to get into this deal. Uh, Unfortunately, states, people don't realize this, but obviously the Biden negotiators did. States have a lot of leeway in what they can waive in terms of these federal rules in order to increase the welfare rolls. And so while you do have some additional work requirements, that doesn't mean that every blue state in the country isn't just going to turn around and waive that. In other words, it's going to even further diminish the impact than the Republican negotiators thought they were going to get in the first place. When you read the Washington Post and you read these accounts, the CNN account, which talks about McCarthy, both of them talking about McCarthy giving up, basically offering up the two years with uncapped, you don't get any sense that we took any hard positions at all. Everything was just performative, and it was all just to get optics in there that could then be spun to Fox News into uh, into uh, into try to fool the MAGA base. Am I incorrect in that assertion, sir? 
No, Steve, I, I think that's a, a really accurate assessment here. You know, and, and once again, I don't believe that this all started uh, with any kind of malice. I think it just started with incompetence. All of the information that's available to me at time points to that this was just simply, as you said, our team got outplayed, outfoxed, and outnegotiated by their team. And as a result of that, uh, essentially what happened was we got a raw deal. But humility, I think, forgives a lot of sins. And unfortunately, McCarthy's staff did not have the humility to say, uh, we messed up and we need to go back to the negotiating table in order to get a better deal for the American people. There's a major uh, conservative news site that's working on the story right now. It's going to be quite explosive. You're kind of getting an early heads up on this. Want to go to Jeff Clark? Jeff, you came on the other day, but I want you on here after EJ to go back through the permitting thing for a second because the permitting is—we're totally being gaslit on that. Is, is that? I'm, I, I don't want to overstate it, but we're being gaslit on on what's really in the deal on the permitting. Correct, sir. That's correct, Steve, and thanks for having me. And I was watching uh, EJ, who I agree with completely on this. Look, the main thing we did in the NEPA reform was to cut out cumulative impacts, to eliminate a lot of the red tape that ties down energy projects and ties down physical infrastructure projects and ties down regulatory reform to scale back the administrative state. Those were the main things we were targeting. The Republicans in Congress could have taken that proposal, that, that actual final rule, from the Trump administration and then codified it and converted it into amendments to the NEPA statute. It's clear now, as we kind of like reverse triangulate on this, that the Biden people made a proposal and they sold it to McCarthy, and it is incompetence, of, oh, look, what we'll... You know, we'll give you this if basically you you let us have free reign on the on the debt limit. And what they gave them was not worth anything really. And actually, you know, as EJ was pointing out, I didn't talk about this on your program last time. One of the things that the NEPA reform that they have adopted in this debt bill does is it uh, eliminates NEPA for loan guarantees. Okay, so I just checked the number as I was sitting here. The uh, Inflation Reduction Act provided $40 billion worth of Green New Deal slush money uh, in, in, in loans. So what they're doing is they're, they, they know that, that the main problem with NEPA for energy projects is litigation. The environmental uh, organizations sue and they block all of the projects. They know when they give out you know, these kinds of loan guarantees and so on, first of all, that no one's going to sue. And then second of all, they you know, basically fast track those like being on a slipstream through uh, the NEPA process. So you know, the, the McCarthy team, the Garrett Graves, uh, uh, you know, I think who was supposed to have been the point person on this, they got totally out, outfoxed. As DJ pointed out, they could have admitted that. But I, I want to ask a, a logically prior question to that. What are they doing allowing the Biden people to make a proposal that does all the things they want as opposed to saying, look, here's what we want. We have an affirmative proposal to exactly. get energy projects moving in America and you know, give us that and then maybe we'll trade that away for something. But we're not going to let you make a proposal to us and we just say with a pat on our head, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, thanks for that. Hang on a second. You, you've got you and EJ got to the, the key point, as we say. We weren't happy about the first deal, but we accepted it because it had the one year cap, had the duration of one year and a one point five trillion dollar cap. 
and it got a bill passed. But it had, remember, it had worker requirements, had these things in there. Why are you sitting there and allowing Biden to make these, make these, put these things forward and just tell them, instead of just saying, no, that's not going to work, it's not the first thing, it's ridiculous. You take these things that are so awful given the first deal. This is my point. McHenry's never had a job. Graves has never had a job. McCarthy's never had a job. He was a, we ran a hot dog stand in Bakersfield. The other two guys are pure political hacks from the time they were in, you know, third grade. They've never had a job. Graves, that's supposed to be Graves' area of expertise. This is humiliating. EJ, when, 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 when the, great, the team over at Heritage, the balance budget guy, was sitting there going, this thing's terrible. Have you seen anything in this deal that you think is going to lead to any meaningful cuts or anything? Or is this just a complete humiliation? And by the way, people should know there's a firestorm over there right now on this on the pistol brace. And we're going to get uh, we're going to get in, uh, per, uh, Congressman Clyde on here. And people say a mo- motion to vacate because this is humiliating and you can't run away from this deal. You're stuck with this deal forever. EJ, well, Steve- your thoughts. Steve, there's certainly a few good things that are going to come from this piece of legislation, but I I don't think it's so much a question of did we get anything good out of the deal. Uh, I think it's at, at, you have to ask, at what cost? And when you look at the astonishing cost of this, it was certainly not worth cutting a small amount of red tape for a small amount of oil drilling, for instance. That was not worth giving away uh, the entire house, for example, like we did in this piece of legislation. I I don't think almost anything could have been worth giving the Biden administration a removal of the debt ceiling, as we talked about previously. And like you said in that conversation, Stephen, as a couple of Republicans pointed out uh, when they were debating this for a short period in, in the Congress, you know, if if the Biden administration had any intent, any intent at all of spending as little as they said, then they would not have needed a removal of the debt ceiling. They would have been perfectly fine with capping it and having an increase of only one or two trillion dollars. But that was just yet another example of McCarthy's staff getting out Fox. Exactly. If they had believed in any of these cuts, they would have codified that in the deal. Okay, EJ, if I can have you hang for a second and Jeff hang for a second. Congressman Clyde is going to join us. There's a lot going on here, uh, a lot of developments today that Boris is going to get us up to uh, up to speed on, a lot of polling. We're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be back. we got EJ and Tony. He is part of Steve Moore's group on prosperity, also over at the Heritage. He's our numbers guy. Also, the great Jeff Clark. I mean, this is humiliating. And, and this is the key point. They got outplayed. Then they got informed by people on this hill that know better and say, hey, you got to make these changes. This is embarrassing. And then they said, no, 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 no. They covered it up because they didn't just want to show they got outplayed. And now it's in the bill. It's codified and been voted on. Suck on that, MAGA. Short break. Back in a moment. Well, Congress once again allowed itself to be pushed into appeasing the administration and raising the debt ceiling for the 79th time, paving the way for continued reckless spending and further devaluation of the U.S. dollar. As our national debt continues to skyrocket, how are you protecting your savings? Times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can do that with the help of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. 
and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. As BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa band together against the dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying. Gold. Follow their lead. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation, just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Birch Gold can help protect your savings, too. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. Do it today. Follow the central banks of the BRICS. Take action, 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 and take that action today. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, as we said, I think in a pretty prominent publication on the right, this thing will break in the next day or two. Uh, EJ, um, is, on the work permits, the work requirements are supposed to be Medicaid, supposed to be all this, given that we were, you know, we were outsmarted and then people weren't courageous enough to come forward and say we made a mistake, try to get a change. Now that it's in this, is anything to be done, sir? Well, Steve, unfortunately, a lot is baked into the cake right now. But the only hope that, that we do have right now is that it's going to be a very, very vicious appropriations fight uh, coming up later this year and, and into next year. In other words, when Congress is actually voting on how much money to allocate to these different programs uh, and, and to these different uh, uh, government agencies, and that's going to be an even more vicious fight than normal. And unfortunately, we gave up our, our biggest piece of leverage, right, which was the debt ceiling. Uh, but we still have the opportunity there to, to uh, you know, essentially draw a line in the sand and try to defund some of these things by simply just not giving them enough the, federal money yeah. to fulfill the, the, all of their the, promises. The, 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 the problem is, is that the Senate is not going to back us on that. The, 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 they have, we have 19 collaborations in the Senate. Then you're going to get into a CR. You, the People, put this, take your number two pencil out right now. Take it out. Uh, go to um, September 30th, 30 September of this year, the stroke of midnight. Okay? The stroke of midnight. That's the end of fiscal year. And trust me, folks, uh, when they come back from the, from, if they take an August, if they come back from the August recess sometime in the, after Labor Day, for the, around the 10th of September, there's going to be a firestorm on this appropriations on supposedly the, the, the 12 independent bills are going to come up, regular order in the House, going to have what EJ's talking about. Others are going to have these cuts, and the Senate's going to go quite interesting, not interested, right? Glad you did the work. A huge fight, and then you're going to have CR kick through September 3rd because they're going to run out. Nobody's going to want to shut down. The, McCarthy will never shut down the government, never force Biden to, I should say. And then we're going to get into, wait for it, Christmas omnibus. It's coming, baby. I can, we can, I can see that with a super clarity right now. So, EJ, I agree with you, but I think that we're going to get chop blocked on that. But just hang on. Put a pin because I want to ask you about the overall situation here. Uh, same question to you, Jeff Clark, in your area of expertise in permitting. Did we just get outplayed and we got to live with it, or is there anything to be done, sir? We got outplayed. Look, you know, my phone line was open. Uh, if they were going to talk about amending the NEPA statute significantly for the first time in 53 years, uh, they could have called me and said, what are the top reforms we need? 
Uh, but uh, that never happened again because I suspect they just took the off-the-shelf proposal of, oh, this will be good for you coming from the Biden administration. You know, there is one small silver lining, uh, Steve, which is that because of the loan, the way they wrote the loan guarantee program, uh, you know, uh, provisions, probably farmers who get uh, loan guarantees can now argue that they don't have to go through uh, NEPA. So if you're a farmer, take note of that. Uh, You know, you kind of got a side uh, uh, benefit. And then the last thing I would say is, look, Steve, you know, if, if Republicans make a comeback to the White House in, in 2025, right, and I, I'm called on or something to, you know, hey, you fixed this once once before, you know, go fix it again, right? You know, yeah. now we would have had to have written uh, around the Biden and through the Biden regulations that reverse the Trump reforms. But now there's a statute and there are a whole bunch of provisions. A lot of them don't do anything except kind of add, ironically, more red tape. And that has to be written around. So yep. congratulations, you know, House and, and Senate. You just gave us a more complicated uh, red tape problem in terms of trying to get energy and infrastructure programs moving again. Make sure you note that for your next town hall, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jeff Clark. Uh, Jeff, what's your, how did they get to you at the center and what's your social media? I'm at uh, Jeff Clark US on Getter and Twitter, on Real Jeff Clark, on Truth Social, and the center is AmericaRenewing.com, Steve. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. EJ, for you, before I let you go, real quickly, the Saudis simultaneously with the passing of uh, uh, bill announced a one million barrel a day cut. They want $80 minimum uh, per barrel uh, oil up to 100 They want to floor 80 of course, they're selling to the Chinese at 40 and with no worse than 30% discount to what they sell to us. Plus, it's got to be in yuan, so they're going to break the U.S. dollar. Uh, any sen- Your sense of other bad things are going to happen to us because of this, sir? Well, I think increasingly countries are seeing what the Biden administration has done to the U.S. dollar, and they're trying to run from it. You know, Biden promised the Saudis, for example, that he was going to start refilling the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Instead, he's still draining it. So instead of uh, decreasing the global supply, he is helping to increase it. And now the Saudis are having to make production cuts, and they're trying to put in a price floor, as you just detailed. Uh, So he has essentially betrayed the Saudis in terms of what we said we were going to do for a commodity price in dollars. Look at what we did when we confiscated uh, dollars that were owned by the Russian people, for example, as a result of the war in the Ukraine. Uh, That was another betrayal of the sanctity of the United States dollar. And now Biden is threatening sanctions against countries in Africa for having anti-sodomy laws. So once again, and by the way, that was actually something that you and I discussed months ago, that Biden was going to start using the dollar as a weapon, not just against countries that go to war, but against countries that don't agree with his woke agenda. And so as this increasingly happens, people around the world are looking at the dollar and realizing it's not a safe bet anymore. Not a safe bet. EJ, how do people get to you over with the Steve Moore Group and at Heritage? How do people get to you? Uh, Best place to find me is on Twitter at Real EJ Antoni. Thank you, brother. Great, great work. And we look forward to seeing the story. When the story breaks, I want to have you back on. Thanks. Thank you. By the way, end of the dollar empire. You go to birchgold.com slash bandit, get the end of the dollar empire, the third installment. It's all about the dollar's prime reserve currency, what it means to you. Third installment, the debt trap. Put you right in the middle of this historic moment 
Also, you get to talk to a Birch Gold representative about why are the central banks in the world buying more gold than ever? Uh, and why is, are the Saudis and Sub-Saharan Africa and all these countries running from the dollar, the petrodollar? Find out. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get all your questions answered by the great team over Birch Gold. A profile in courage is uh, Congressman Andrew Clyde. The pistol brace bill, they, they, they came to him and said, if you vote for the rule that gets the, this monstrosity to the floor, we will take away this, we'll take this bill off of the, off of the schedule and jeopardize three main, a minimum of three main American gun owners with uh, 10 years in a federal prison, a substantial fine, and loss of their gun rights for the remainder of their earthly life. Congressman Clyde, since we broke that story with you last week, it's been like a firestorm. Can you get us up to speed on what's happening? So we have demanded all weekend up on a getter with posters, talks, everything, that that the pistol, your bill with your name on it be put back on the uh, this week, like today, be put back on so it could be addressed by the House. Uh, what's our status, sir? Well, Steve, uh, thanks again for having me on. I will tell you that what you have been doing and what then the response from the 2A community has been very effective to date. We're not quite there yet, but uh, it has definitely had a significant impact. I had uh, quite a number of calls from leadership. I just had a meeting with leadership a couple of hours ago. And uh, it seems that this bill, H.J. Uh, Res. 44, which takes down the pistol brace rule of the ATF, um, there's a possibility that it will come to the floor this coming week uh, now, but that's not for certain. So we need to keep the pressure up. There's a um, uh, there's thought that uh, that they could potentially go through the Senate first and then come to the House. I've heard that out there. I think that's a really bad idea, and I expressed that to leadership um, because the Senate doesn't have the votes right now, and they know it. Uh, if the Senate, if all the Republicans in the Senate aren't confirmed to be voting for this, how do they expect any Democrats to vote for it? But here in the House, I know that we actually have Democrat, a Democrat, potentially maybe two or three or four that are committed to voting for this, that, that could potentially vote for this. Uh, I know we've got one committed to voting for it. And so if we can pass it on the Republican side, with a, a Democrat or two, then it would be bipartisan. It, it would give tremendous uh, support to the Senate for them to pass it. That's the way it should be done. And uh, that's the, uh, any other way I think really is a recipe for failure. And so um, I'm very encouraged. Uh, I, like I said, I've, I've had numerous calls from leadership uh, all weekend, and, um, but we're not there yet. That's the main point I wanna drive right now. We're not there yet. There's a possibility there's some light at the end of the tunnel. But we're not there yet. We need to keep the pressure up. People should know that um, Navy Commander Clyde is a, is a man of great humility. Here, here's what I don't get. So you got you got to help me out here, Congressman Commander. Is this this is not a tough call? I, you, I know you've had numerous calls and you had a meeting today. I, I, what's the whole? This is something that must get brought to the floor of the House. Must be voted on. This is outrageous. What it exposes particularly vulnerable people, you know, uh, oh. in, people with handicaps, injured veterans, women who are just coming to, to firearms for self-defense. Some of our most vulnerable people have these pistol braces and it's exposed them to just these heinous uh, charges, you know, 10 years in a federal prison, substantial fine and loss of their gun rights for the rest of their life. 
How can this be a tough call, sir? It's not a tough call. It really isn't. This is an example of the Washington, D.C. swamp. And that's what has to be stopped right here. Just like you said, Steve, this is so much bigger than, than Representative Andrew Clyde. It's so much bigger than the entire Republican conference. This is about the American people. This is about the 3 million to potentially 40 million Americans uh, who own pistol braces, who are law-abiding gun owners, who have pistol braces, stabilizing braces, uh, in order to better uh, enjoy their larger caliber pistols. And many of them, as you mentioned, are service-disabled veterans, are Americans with disabilities, uh, and they need these braces in order to, to uh, be able to properly use the pistols that they currently own. And if we don't, if we don't pass this in the House, then we're going to have a serious, serious problem because uh, the Senate, you know, the, the courage is not there in the Senate. And not only that, but you've got plenty of folks that they're going to be denied their rights totally if we don't pass this in the House and send that message to the courts. Congressman, if you can just hold on for one second. Short break. Andrew Clyde. Navy Friends, I can't believe the dire headlines we're facing in the world today. Everywhere you look, things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is in your family's food security. Let me repeat that. Your family's food security. The reality is you might not be able to find food when the next disaster strikes. Grocery stores will be empty because roads will be closed and trucks won't be able to make deliveries. When that happens, you need emergency food in full supply. That's why I urge you to grab a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. That's My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit you need. The food in these kits lasts up to 25 years, which means your family will stay fed while others wait for government handouts. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today and save $200 Per kit. It's easy to order. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll get fast and free shipping. Do this today or you'll regret it tomorrow. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action, action, action. Do it today. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, Commander Clyde. Um, we're going to 202 It's time to man the ramparts again, folks. I hope your blood is boiling on this deal. We're not going to give it up because this was the most important vote of the 118th Congress, not the vote for speaker. It was this vote in the, in the pregame on that vote was uh, Congressman Clyde and 20 other, 29 other patriots. The 29, the 20 is now the 29 that said, Voted against the rule, said, no, this thing shouldn't, as a closed rule, should not come to the floor. We have to have amendments. And now you see as we shred this thing every day, and you're seeing the reality of it. Think about it. And some of the elements, which weren't great to begin with, when they got outmaneuvered and outnegotiated by Biden in the White House and the Hakeem Jeffries team, who are all hammers, they were too embarrassed and humiliated when, when other Hill staffers came up and said, no, 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 You've, you don't understand what they've done here. They tried to hide it and tried to hide it through a series of talking points and spin and gaslighting you. I want this burned into your soul. I want you to absorb what's happened here. 
I also, when you're going to Branson, Missouri, are you going to the Iowa State Fair? Are you going out to the, was it the Six Flags of America in Ohio? Are you going to, um, um, you know, down to New Orleans or out in Disney World? Are you going up to Yellowstone National Park? Wherever you're going this summer, throwing the kids in the car, trying to have a family trip, time of inflation, save a few bucks. And you look at those gas prices, remember, the Saudis voted of what they thought of what's happening to the U.S. dollar and what they thought about this deal. They cut a million dollars, a million barrels of oil a day, and they're looking to get an $80 price minimum and maybe 100 So think about that. You don't think this impacts your life. It impacts every aspect of your life. That's the reason we're so maniacally focused on this. Because this is set. You don't think that million barrel a, a, a day cut in $80 to $100 a barrel is going to affect the economy? What we told you was going to happen The Republican Party, those 149 who voted for it, who all have to be primary. Let me repeat that. All of them, including people we're quite fond of and some who we used to be fond of, have to be primary. You know why? They have to stand on a debate stage when the primary season and they have to justify what they did with the knowledge they had of at the time of what went on and then what the impact is. Because the impact during primary season is going to be a lot worse than it is today. Okay, And now you hear the other side of it. They go to a decent and good man like Commander Congressman Andrew Clyde from Georgia, who's trying to do something to help the American people and make sure that the American people aren't unwittingly with this overreaching leviathan of a federal government in these left wing courts and these judges trying to put decent, hardworking people, particularly uh, disabled veterans um, maybe people with affirmities, females, whatever, on pistol braces in a federal prison for 10 years and take your gun rights away and on top of it hit you with a big fine. How about that? And so when he does, he said, no, 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 to play their games and to show you how mean and nasty and quite frankly evil they are, oh, we're going to just pull it. You vote for us, we're going to pull it. And now he's got to go back. And, and Congressman Clyde has to be a supplicant. He has to be a supplicant. Is that where we are? It has to be a supplicant? Commander Clyde, 202-225-3121 is the number. What, what, what should the war room posse say, sir, when they get somebody on the line? Well, thank you, Steve. We're not giving up, and that's for sure. What they need to communicate to the leadership of the Republican Party here in, in Washington is that these are our God-given constitutional rights, our natural rights, their Second Amendment rights. We will not give up on those rights. Republican leadership uh, has no right to use them as a bargaining chip because that's wrong. You know, government is there to protect and defend our rights, not to bargain them away uh, in some deal that they want to create. So, no, they need to tell the folks that H.J. Res. 44, which protects our constitutional rights against an overbearing you know, eight Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, that that bill needs to come to the floor, and every Republican needs to be on notice and needs to have their vote recorded uh, as to where they stand on our constitutional rights, on our Second Amendment rights. Congressman, uh, how do people get to you? We're in social media, particularly your, your site. I, I can tell you, over the weekend, a lot of people, you're now, and you, you did this on the D.C. crime bill, which was brilliant. Uh, you, you've really taken the national stage here, and quite frankly, the international stage, because this is, as you said, much deeper even than this bill. This is about 
the, the people in this country's constitutional rights are looked at as a bargaining chip and you looked at can be used against against people who stand up for them as the representatives. We cannot allow that to stand. And this is our this is the party that people work for and, and ring doorbells for and give money to. This is not radical Democrats, although the radical Democrats control this deal. H- how do people get to you on your website and through social media, sir? Well, they can go to Clyde.house.gov on our website, and they can follow me on Rep Clyde at Twitter or on Facebook or on, or on uh, Instagram and Getter. So that's how, how you can reach out to my office. Thank you. Congressman Clyde, uh, you make people proud uh, of the uh, to be naval officers. So thank you very much, sir. The fighting CBs. That's right. Thanks, can brother. do. We build. We fight. <laughs> can, can, can do. Thank you, sir. Um, Boris, um, I, I want to get in. I know you got a bunch of stuff to go to, and we got limited time. We got Liz Jura is going to join us, and uh, and Crom, um, the Nikki Haley. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I watched the whole Nikki Haley thing last night, plus the hour and a half post-game on CNN. It's CNN, hey, let me just give you a new – it's not working. That, that thing's just it's – it's a joke. It's, 20, it's 30 people. Nobody knows who they are. They only get a couple of minutes to talk. It's all pablum. They never get to the heart of matter. Nikki Haley is from a time that land forgot. She talks about a new generation with new ideas. Those ideas are old and they're failed. I just don't even get it. Note to Nikki's staff, write this down. Take your number two pencil out and write this down. The only three things that matter, only three things matter in modern politics. Authenticity, number one. Courage, number two. And number three, fighting spirit. And courage and fighting spirit are, are, are different. Courage is the will and the, and the courage and the moral courage to go do it. Fighting spirit is that, hey, I'm getting in and I'm never backing down. Somehow she's given us pablum. I don't even know when it is, the 80s, 90s, or whatever, but it's not going to work. You know, she could go aught, double aught. You know, she could be down with Asa. She could be down with another Southern governor. Southern governor is not making us proud right now. Boris Epstein, your thoughts and observations. I'm actually not aware of what you're speaking about, uh, Mr. Bannon. I I didn't know there was an event with Nikki Haley uh, yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not aware of any such. You're cruel. You're cruel. And you didn't, had, since none of it went viral, since none of it went viral, you didn't see any of it, right? Uh, well, it's, yeah, everyone knows that I come in hot on Getter, on Truth, on Twitter, and on Instagram, and I didn't see any clips anywhere there, so I just assume uh, it didn't happen. But uh, in all seriousness, it was a total joke, uh, and you know, Sunday, <laughs> some of the worst Sunday night programming, I, I would love to see the about 120 programs that outrated that town hall on CNN yesterday. I will bet you that Cartoon Network, Food Channel, uh, you pick them. Oh, no, nobody can watch it. No, nobody. Nobody nobody can watch it. Impossible. You know, like the the channel that's like Channel 8 in New York instead of Channel 7, I bet those were outrating CNN yesterday. This is, it's not a competition. You can't bring, and this same thing goes for the Florida governor. You cannot bring... 2006, 2008, 2010, 2012 nonsense to current American politics. You just can't. We're, we are not in a country club. We are not at a, you know, some old school, you know, roast. We here are now fighting for the survival of this country. And if anybody thinks that a Sunday night CNN town hall or 
towing their poor, poor kids around Iowa, pretending to be this beautiful, wonderful, you know, a, 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 a picture of America is what the American people want. It is uh, not. I can't believe. I can't. I can't. I can't believe Boris went there. Mm, 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 what? Mm. It's just reality. Love kids. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Hey, Boris did <laughs> not Bannon. It was Boris. Go ahead. Continue hey, on. You know, love, on. love kids, love family. That's all great. But what the American people want right now is courage, not ordering ice cream. I can think I of another politician. I agree. I agree. Who's been ordering a lot of I ice agree. cream, and that's I agree. And that's crooked Joe Biden. That's what we need. We need hang, on, hang on, but but no, I, I think I think this is a moment that with these institutions that are not only not serving the nation, but now in various stages of corruption and collapse, people have to. This is an urgent moment. All of these kind of photo, all the stuff that's done in traditional politics doesn't quite get to the heart of it. No. We got to get to the heart of it, the main thing. And that's why I think it's. T- talk to me about. Talk about institutions. Is it pretty obvious that Biden, I mean, Biden's losing the polling to Trump significantly. How does his Justice Department <laughs> create some obstruction? to indict him for the first time in American history. How does that work in American history, Boris? Help me out here. That's something out of Stalin's Russia, is it not? I was going to say, it doesn't work in American history. It works in Stalinist history. It works in North Korea, in, in Soviet history, in North Korean history. It works in, in you know, Argentine history. It works in Venezuelan history. It does not work in American history. It does not work in a free country. Using lawfare, using, using weaponized law enforcement, targeted legal channels to persecute a, not just a political opponent, but the political opponent is literally out of the third world playbook. And that's, and that's what we're living with. And that's what we're living with. There's absolutely no distinction between what the, and and this isn't just the Democrats, it's the Democrats and the rhinos, because keep in mind, a lot of this decay of law enforcement is attributed to Comey, is attributed even to Mueller is attributed to Rosen to, is attributed to those who permeated the the Justice Department and law enforcement over the last ten years, and have landed us where we are, which is a lawless country, which is a country where police departments are burned, courthouses are burned, stores are looted, and 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 those who are responsible are not prosecuted, but the most significant leader in modern American history, the strongest president in modern American history is persecuted for what for loving our country no it's it's i don't know what planet they're on is that obviously they can't stop him at the polls they can't stop him culturally this movement gets stronger every day bigger every day he's not leading he's 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 uh, you know the presumptive favorite now in the in the in the primary he's leading biden significantly they're even talking about putting you know poor barack obama back on the ballot as a vp they're they're, they're this this is their trillion dollar no, this is the trillion dollar, the trillion dollar coin, right? The tr- tr- but they don't need it because it gets feckless Republicans. But now they're going to try to do an obstruction charge of Biden's Justice Department. I mean, it's it's so they're so obvious they're going to use lawfare to try to stop Trump. And I got news for him, Boris. I think his polling only goes up like about ten points when this happens. If the Justice Department decides to bring this incredibly weak, pathetic, lawless action against President Trump, 
President Trump is absolutely only going to go up in the polls. There's, there's no two ways about it. Why? Because the American people are not just MAGA, not just the war room posse, but you better believe the blue dog Democrats and Steve, the group, a group you're pretty familiar with, the old school ALS, AL, you know, ACLU liberals, the old school honest liberals who were very suspicious, very suspicious of overreach, are going to look at this and say, no way, we're with President Trump. Hang on for one second, Boris. Just stick right there. We're going to finish up with Boris. We got Liz Yore. We're going to talk about measles, illegal aliens in the city of Chicago, the city of big shoulders. Every state a border state, every town a border town. Next in the war room. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. In my younger days, I was a naval officer on a destroyer. In fact, I was the A-gang officer in charge of all the engineering systems that were not main propulsion. And one of those was air purification. And I can tell you, the standards of the United States Navy are second to none. If all home air purifiers are the same, why did the U.S. Department of Defense select EnviroCleanse to protect and purify the air on board our Navy ships. Because of Viracleanse, advanced mineral technology goes beyond ordinary HEPA filters to destroy airborne illness causing cold and flu viruses, including COVID. And Viracleanse is the new science in air purification. And now you can order one for your home. This is how you help stop colds and flus from taking your whole family down. This is how you destroy allergy and flaming toxins and mold from the air your family breathes. In fact, this hospital-grade technology is so powerful that it promises far fewer colds and allergies and better sleep. Visit ekpure.com. That's ekpure.com and use the code STEVE for 10% off your EnviroCleanse home purification unit. You also receive a free air quality monitor, plus fast, free shipping. That's $150 savings right there. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third-generation, veteran-owned small business. 
I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. Trump versus DeSantis on taxes. In Congress, Ron DeSantis pushed a 23% national sales tax, where the middle class pays more. 90% of families would get a tax hike if DeSantis replaced the current system. President Trump cut taxes a lot, lowering tax rates for everyone. Trump cut taxes. DeSantis tried to raise them. Ron DeSantis, wrong on tax hikes, just not ready. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Uh, Boris is back. Boris, we had Raheem on today. He broke down a little bit of this poll, but uh, can you take another shot at it, the Rasmussen poll? What does it tell us? Absolutely. It's very direct, very clear. The Rasmussen poll, when they had it, it's a one-on-one poll. When they had President Trump against DeSantis two, three months ago, President Trump at 45, the Florida governor at 32. Now, 58 to 30. So that's a double, a double of the difference. President Trump was at 45. The Florida governor was at 32, a delta of 13. Now it's a delta of 28. President Trump at 58 and the Florida governor at 30. And again, that's head to head. And if you compare it to some of the other polling uh, from YouGov to political warning consult, in reality, if you add in the Keebler elves, as you call them, President Trump is in the 60s and the Florida governor is under 20. And then vitally on the economy, President Trump leads in the battleground states and nationwide by 50 points on the economy. And all these polls, Stephen, this is vital. All these polls are taken after that Hindenburg of a launch that the Florida governor attempted right. on Twitter spaces. So that's where this race is. And maybe it shouldn't even be called a race anymore. At this point, it's a runaway. But, but by the way, Sununu said no mas today. So that tells you how that's playing out. Uh, Boris, how do people get to your morning news? <laughs> I think they're so. planning a town hall with them on CNN tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, I think they were on Sunday night. Uh, Boris, how do people get to you in the grand? <laughs> Steve, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be with you, honor to be with the posse. My information hot on the website, BorisCP.com, hot on BorisCP.com. Sign up right now. Hot on Getter at BorisCP, on Twitter at BorisCP, hot on True Social at Boris, the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong, God bless, and all offense. Thank you, brother. Let's play. You've got a cold open for leisure. Let's play it. We're disciplined and we're executing on it. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, go to the faith-based uh, locales, and then move to uh, private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, okay. in its place. Okay. We're, we'll drill on this tomorrow, but I think the mayor of New York sitting there going, and now is it like the British British in control of New York? They're going to put the troops in. They're going to put people in your homes. They're going to put in private residences. Lejour, the great city of Chicago, which I know you love, um, t- tell me what it's illegal aliens. What is going on here at these police stations, ma'am? Well, Steve, you said every town is a border town. Well, it's come to Chicago and it's really a dystopian scene. Um, they've had over 10,000 illegal 
aliens um, into the city of Chicago. Uh, 200 illegal aliens arrive every day in Chicago, and the city of Chicago has run out of shelters and money. And so the new socialist mayor of Chicago has decided to place um, these illegal aliens are in the uh, lobbies of 25 police precincts around the city of Chicago. So picture this, the desk sergeant in charge of all these illegal aliens on, on mattresses, screaming babies, overflowing toilets, trying to find food for these people. And instead of dealing with the crime, which has gone soared in Chicago, in fact, last week we had 49 uh, shot at, uh, 10 killed. That was Memorial Day weekend. This weekend, same numbers, exact same numbers. So, you know, remember when the left was saying, oh, we have to make police officers social workers? Well, in Chicago, they've skipped over that. We have, we have policemen who are now sanitation workers and babysitters. It is, and now what has happened, of course, which Michael Yan has warned us about, there's a sign on one of the police precincts which says, number 25 says, enter at your own risk, measles outbreak. And, you know, I've been following the story. Policemen are saying, oh, it's much more than measles. There's lice. There's scarlet fever. There's um, accusations that TB now is breaking out. Um, and this is, you know, this police were supposed to serve and protect. The crime is just soaring. And we have illegal aliens now in our police stations. The, the pictures are just shocking. They're just shocking. And, you know, it, what's interesting, though, is the working poor of Chicago are the ones that have really had it because the city council just passed $51 million for the illegal aliens, and it's only going to be until June. And all the working poor in the Hispanic and black areas are saying, wait, wait a minute, that money should come to us, not to the illegal aliens. They're pouring in all these illegal alien children who have never had shots, never had vaccines, and the Chicagoan parents can't get their kids in school because they don't have an updated vaccine schedule. So they're up and uproar over that. And finally, we see Citadel leaving Chicago. We see Caterpillar leaving Chicago. Um, we see um, Boeing leaving Chicago. So the tax base is diminishing drastically while all the expenses are just soaring. It's, you know, I, I would say this is a third world country in Chicago, but I've been to police stations in third world countries. I've never seen a scene like this where you have homeless people filling the lobbies, um, demanding food, demanding diapers. I mean, it's just insane. But this dystopian. What a sanctuary city In Biden's is, America. Folks. This is what a city. That is right. That's right. You so um, we're going to see more of this. But the working poor of this country are the ones that yeah. are being uh, really discriminated Liz, against. Liz, how do people get to your site? How do they get to you on social media? I'm everywhere on Elizabeth Your all social media platforms, and my website is yourchildren.com. The working poor in Chicago, they're getting the brunt of it. Unbelievable. Liz, thank yes, you so much. Great report. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Okay, next hour, next hour, the merger of state and corporate power. We're going to deconstruct a little Robert F. Kennedy, and then we're going to introduce you to EV Magazine on two stunning revolutionaries. Sam Adams and John Hancock of the Women's Movement next in the War Room. For War Room, 
veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out.